Yes, well, g'day out there and welcome to the latest edition of the Duck and Rico's Red Dirt Podcast where we basically just talk about anything that's got anything to do with the great outdoors, tracks, camping, travelling, getting out there, anything but going to work. We absolutely love it. We just kick back and we shoot the breeze each week and uh, hopefully you enjoy all of that. Rico, g'day. G'day, mate. How are you travelling? Mate, I'm going all right. We're going uh, pretty good actually. Mate, how's your week been? My boy work's been fairly uh, nondescript, nothing terribly exciting going on. Mm. Although I do notice that recently you were fortunate enough to celebrate your 24th wedding anniversary. Yes, the big 2-4. 24, 24 yeah, years. I was actually going to buy my missus a sympathy card yesterday. I thought, yeah, look, um, the thought crossed my mind. Yeah, and I was a bit of a G-up, but I thought, oh, but I might jinx myself, so I didn't <laughs> do that. But yeah, no, pretty quiet after 24 years, mate. You know, they're all pretty quiet. So went down the pub for a bit of a feed. Took yeah. the kids. Oh, very good. Well, look, mate, congratulations to you and commiserations to Mrs. Duck. Yeah, no, thanks, so mate. That, appreciate that's, that. That's a life sentence and a half, isn't it? There's been plenty of people taking the piss out of me about it. Don't worry about that. But, uh, <laughs> and when I say we took the kids, not little kids anymore. So it's no, not, of course too, not. not too often that we get to um, take the kids out. Like, like when I say we all go out in the one car and... And, and all that. So that would have been uh, the experience, wouldn't it? Yeah, been no, a while. It was all good, yeah. Well, they took, all got their own cars took, now. Took out the Mrs. Family Jeep Grand Cherokee and it was good to see someone in the back of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um, anyways, we went out and I had a bit of a feed at the pub and I came back and we just got back into some more. I did a bit of work, so we just, uh, yeah, but all good. 24 years, mate. No, 25 it's, years it's next quite year. Quite the achievement. Quite well, the achievement. Got to get to 25 yet. I'm surprised I got to 24, to be truthful. <laughs> but anyway, all good. But um, So, yeah, so uh, the big... The big wedding anniversary, bring plenty of people around and been married a lot longer than that, mate. So I think we've been together for shit a lot longer. It'll be almost 27 years, I reckon. Well, there you go, eh? Hey, long time to be putting up with me and all my bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I didn't want to say anything, but since you bring it up. <laughs> anyway, mate, but um, so that's basically been my work and that and a, and, a, um, and a bit of work and plenty of things happening around the place. Yeah, I can see. What There's about yourself, been a bit mate? Going on, mate? Mate, I've got a bit going on behind the scenes, as you know. Um, mm. You know, always. Busily uh, getting stuff ready for the tag along tours and and the other bits and pieces that we're doing. So. Yeah, you got people um, lining up to go on that. Still a couple of spots available too. So if you want to uh, yeah, get right. involved, if you want to go on that tag along tour, you just go to that website of yours. Yeah, that's right. Rico.com.au uh, forward slash tagalongs. Just follow mm. the link, you'll find it. There's still a few spots left for the first tour. Uh, bookings close in the middle of this month, middle of March. So yeah, right, okay. you need to jump on that pretty quick if you're keen. So if you're jumping onto that, you need to do it because uh, you don't want to miss out. And there's a beauty if you're looking for something a bit different. We've got a couple of spots still available on that weekend. We've got in March too. The um, Ulla Dulla trip? Yeah, which is, um, uh, yeah, it's, it seems to be uh, really uh, taking off now. So um, when I say taking off, it took off like a, you know, like a yeah. rocket ship. Uh, but now it's... Um, it's, it's tapered off, but in saying that, there's probably around about 150-odd people going. Mate, a night around the fire with Adam Harvey. Yeah, well, there's no How fire. How will that be? Yeah, there's no fire. <laughs> okay, it's probably not the best thing, is it? Yeah, there's no there's no <laughs> fire, but in saying that, we, um, like I said, we've got plenty of people coming along. We've got Adam playing there on the Saturday night. We're doing a live version of the, a live edition, rather, of the uh, radio show. Yep. Uh, which we'll do on the Saturday afternoon. And then on the Saturday night, we've got a medieval feast. <laughs> you know, so that'll be big. Big pig on the spit. Big pig on the spit and all you'll the be, trimmings. You'll be sitting at the head of the table with a turkey leg mm. in each hand. Oh, I can yeah, just see yeah, it now. Yeah, look forward to that. And, King um, Henry. And then Adam Harvey will entertain the crowd. If anyone out there listening would still like to go, you just need to send an email. Go to bluecollarmedia.com.au, click on contact us, and we'll uh, sort you out a spot. 
And when I did one this morning, someone said, any spots left? And I'd lock one in. So still people, um, a bit of interest out there for that. So March 20 to 22, we're off to Ulladulla in New South Wales on the south coast at a place called Kings Point Retreat. Beautiful. So it should be pretty good, mate. So we'll oh, be mate, in all the Kings. Um, while we're talking about little events that we've got going on here and there, you, you guys, or not, not so much you, but... Your family are doing the Beyond Bitchman Rally? Yeah, that's on there. So you can donate to that if you want to get... Look, we've had a stack of people donate to that. Yeah, it's a fantastic cause. It is, and it's raising money for Beyond Blue. So uh, my missus and my daughter, it's the week after the trip to Ulladulla. They're off to the high country on Beyond the Bitchman. So um, 2020, and uh, they're raising money, like we say, for Beyond Blue. If you go to my Facebook page, scroll down a few posts, you'll see the posting there for it. Staying Alive 25, that's our team, and uh, off they go. And uh, they've, had a, they've received a, bit, a few donations. I think look, it's, I think it's a bit at the moment because of bushfires and drought and everything. It's very hard because people have only got so much money to give. Yeah, exactly it's right. Very, it's very, you know, and people are... When we say they're donated out, it's not because they're sick of donating. It's because you've still got to... You've still got to live. <laughs> right? You've got to donate to your own cause first before yeah, you yeah, go donating right. to other things. And we all do our bit. You can I'm, only do what you can do. And I mean, we obviously donate some money towards it and we've donated some money towards a lot of things lately. And I mean, at the end of the day, it's, you, you've, you know, you've got to be responsible about these things. But um, and so, yeah, it is difficult to probably, you know, to try, you know, to put it out there and say, look, do you want to get behind this? And, you know, and yeah. uh, well, when people have just finished, you know, have, have continue to donate to the bushfire brigade and the and the bushfire you know, victims. Yeah, and the wildlife funds. Absolutely. And There's plenty of it around. In saying that, they have issues. raised millions. I just re- I sincerely hope that people on the ground are seeing this money. It's not just. Yeah. Sitting somewhere with someone, you know, allocating it out to where they think it should go. Well, there's a few organisations that have not come out of this on the other side looking too good. Yeah, well, some of yeah, well, <laughs> not going to name names. But yeah, yeah, but anyway, so anyway, but um, that's the thing, and uh, you've got to be careful because next time something happens, but when you'll yeah. be looking for donations of people will be just going, well, you know, you didn't do a rule lot last time, so yeah. you know, what you what was expected of you? I think it's changed around now, though. I think that. Um, you know, some of them have fallen in the line, and Certainly but I just hope that the people on the ground, yep. who actually have been affected by the fires, are seeing some money because yeah. there's plenty of it. Those who desperately need it, exactly right. So hopefully that is the case. Well, mate, this week we're just going to talk a bit of um, travel and all that. We're going to one thing we want to talk about this week is the name of the funny town names around Australia. Yeah, well, look, I've done lots of travel around the joint, as you know, and mm. and it, it's always a source of amusement. Mm. Well, so you live for, not well, far from one. Yeah, yeah, Rudy Hill. That's right. Yeah, or that it's, is a, it's it's a, <laughs> oh, it's probably a, it's probably easy to understand where the name for that one come from. But you know, oh, I, because the bloke's a, name was Rudy. That's serious. It was on a farm or something. That's because the tree was full of roots from the, you know. Mm, that's anyway. what it is. All right. Anyway. So Rudy Hill, that yeah, is so one look, of them, but there is a few of them around. I've got a small mind, and when I'm travelling, things like that amuse me. So mm. I thought we'd, we'd cover off a few of those well, today. You, yeah, well, you can do that. I mean, I know we're... I mean, you look at some of the some of the town names that you'll find across Australia, and you think, like, who who came, came up, up with that, that name? And there are ones, and ones that one I won't mention here because we don't want to offend anyone, but there are names that really, these days, really aren't really... Uh, uh, I mean, they're the name of the actual town. Yeah, but of the actual place, you know, um, where they've tried to change it because of the fact that it's offensive these days where when it was named it wasn't. Uh, and that can happen. I mean, you can't rewrite history, obviously. I mean, yeah, some, of course. some people go a bit overboard. I mean, the one thing I heard about the other day somewhere is they want to do a reenactment of James Cook landing in Australia, right? 
and every, and there's all these people offended by it. Yeah. I mean, I mean, for Christ's sake! I mean, at the end of the day, you can't rewrite history. The fact is, guess what? James Cook did discover Australia. There were other people that had tripped over it and take and and. Yeah, and, look, and left. I, I know but, people but, that, that think you, he's a fair income hero, and I know others that think he's, well, you know, an absolute abomination of a human being. I mean, there was a bloke, some bloke from the Greens, who, and we don't get political in any sense, but some bloke from the, from the Greens made the statement that it was the darkest part of our history. What? If it wasn't for that, we wouldn't have a history, and yeah. he wouldn't be here. Yeah, I that's mean, right. you can't, I mean, fair income. I mean, you can't rewrite history. So, I mean, if. And imagine if, you know, without naming other countries, imagine if we were discovered by another country. Yeah. We could be speaking well, an entirely different language and well, living could, a completely different lifestyle than what we currently are. So we could I be Dutch. I think we're pretty lucky the way it, it turned out. So, um, But at the end of the day, to try and rewrite things and, and say that didn't happen or you want to put a different version of event on you can't do that. What happened, happened. I mean, yeah. we weren't here. I mean, we've got nothing to apologise for. Or that's right. If there was anything to apologise for. So... Anyway, that's just our little political spin on that. But, um, but yeah, some of the towns, there are some funny ones. Oh, there's some crackers out there. Yeah, some, there yeah, we'll we'll go through that list shortly. Yeah, we will do that. And we'll also just uh, – Easter coming up soon, so people will be planning those Easter yeah, breaks. that's right. And hopefully plenty of people that um, – plenty of people who whose Christmas holiday were affected by bushfires – you know, hopefully they'll get the chance to get out there and, and have an Easter break, which is uh, always good. School holidays fall around that time too, uh, around the places. And um, I know I've already set up for Easter, just going up the coast. Yep, and we'll be just getting back from our first tour around Easter, so mm. back in time to spend it with the family. Great time too. I remember we went out to um, one Easter, me and the young bloke. We've done it a couple of, a couple of times now, just over Easter, where we've just taken off together. And um, a couple of swags. I think one one Easter we did the caves to caves track. Yeah, and yeah, then river. and then another time we went out west to um, around Safala, and, and we ended up calling in to see a mate of mine who was camped at Nunes. Yep, and mate, it was it it was full on there. Oh yeah, I've seen the, I've seen Nunes when it's busy, and it's mm. just it, to me there's no attraction to that. I don't. Mate, see I've, the attraction. Look, no, I've got to tell you now. Have you ever been there? Look, it wasn't too bad. And mate, there was music coming out of different vans, and there were caravans and campsites and campers, and and there were there were blokes driving around in utes with kids in box trailers doing the water crossing there, yep. and just old school fun. It was actually pretty good. It had atmosphere. Okay. It had a bit of atmosphere. It was. I didn't mind it. We were only calling in there, and I said to the young bloke. Reckon we might just roll our swags out here, and I mean, everyone had campfires going, and it was, but it was fantastic. It was good, and just to see the, um, you know, old school, you know, fun like kids in box in a box trailer. Could you imagine? And they weren't driving oh, yeah. like they weren't driving like lunatics. Yeah, no one's going to get hurt. No one was going to get hurt, and the dads would just pull them along slow, and then they go through the water cross, and they're all squealing because they're getting <laughs> splashed. And man, it was good fun, you know, and. Uh, and like I said, there was plenty of people set up there, and it was like everyone was in this big circle. Yep, <laughs> it was pretty good. Anyway, we're right, well, we're Sydney siders. I'd love to hear if um, you know where the local place is for for people in Brisbane and Melbourne and mm. and Perth and all the other major you know places around the country. Where to send us an email? Tell us where you go for your Easter holidays and 
Now, what's your go-to? That's right. You can send that email. Just go to bluecollarmedia.com.au, hit contact, and uh, send that email, and we'll get, we will get that email and respond to that as well. And if you've got any suggestions for the podcast, don't forget, you can just send the email via the same method, bluecollarmedia.com.au is the email address to do that. Well, Rico, we'll get into it, eh? Let's do it. Come by chance. I reckon that has got to be one of the great towns. Come by chance in New South Wales. That's right. Who named it and why did they name that? Mm, no idea. Yep. Do we know? Have we done any research? Uh, I haven't on that one. Um, mm. I would suggest that it have something to do with mining. Mm. Um, probably gold mining. Yeah. A lot of the gold mines have names like that. Mm. Um, but a lot of the names that are you know that, that strike us are funny also have a bit of Aboriginal heritage as well. So. Mm. I've compiled a little bit of a list that um, that we'll go through. So, New South Wales, Bong Bong. Mm. There's a there's a place called Bong Bong. Mm. Is that going to? Where is that? Is that anything to do with the Bong Bong races? Yeah, yeah. Down well, the south coast, down south in Barrel. Coast. That's yeah. exactly where it is. Yeah. Yep. So that's uh, that's Aboriginal for out of sight. Mm. There you go. And I suppose if you had enough Bong Bongs, everything could be out of sight. Remember the Bongo vans? <laughs> yeah, the Bongo vans. Remember yeah. that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Remember they're good with the bongo vans. You don't see those anymore, do you? Yeah, you don't see them anymore. All in the, Japan, bed, all they, the, all in the Japan, Bedford vans. Japan, they have the four-wheel drive version of those little bong bong vans. Do they? Yeah. Remember the, yeah, and the Bedford vans. Yep. Yeah, the, the, a lot of ice cream trucks in the old days were Bedford vans. That's right. Converted. I delivered pizzas out of a Bedford van for a yeah. while. It had a 308 in it on gas. Yeah, how good are the, how good are the Bedford vans with the dual wheels? Yeah, this this was all painted up like the A-team. Yeah. It wasn't <laughs> mine. I'd borrowed it <laughs> off a mate. kidding, are you? Oh, it was great. It always wasn't pink with Mr. Whippy on it. Oh, it was red hot in the 90s, mate. Don't yeah, worry about oh, I reckon it would have been. But I saw a Bedford van up the, on the coast near, uh, I think it was at Soldier's Beach. And, mate, it was decked out. They were parked oh, yeah. there. They were surfies. And uh, that they, they could live in this thing. It was all decked out, really well done, real retro type. Yep. And uh, mate, yeah, but the old bongo van, yeah, not the mini go. moke. You know, you don't <laughs> make cars like that anymore, do they? No, sadly they don't. Well, they do. They do overseas. We just don't get them. Mm. Like I said, the four-wheel drive version, one of those. I reckon that'd be a hoot up the telly track. What a bongo van. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. So the, <laughs> if you've got a bongo van, let us know about it. Send yeah. us a photo. Love to see. Yeah, it. just do that because, uh, mate, I haven't seen. What were what were the bongo vans? What oh, little were Suzukis. Were they? Yeah. Okay. A little one liter motor in them, or eight hundred. Imagine you or me sitting in front of one of them now. Yeah, they'd fill it up. <laughs> <laughs> they'd fill it up, all right. They'd be like the old Mitsubishi Canter ads, not so yeah. squeezy in the front yeah. of the bongo van. Well, I don't know about that. Anyway, go on. All right, Northern Territory. We've got boing boing. Yeah. Imagine telling someone you live in Boing Boing. I think I've been to, where is it? I don't know where it is, it's just in the Territory. I think I've been to Boing Boing. There you go, so that means Mozzie's Buzzing. What is it? Mozzie's Buzzing. That's a town. Oh, that's what it means. That's what it means. Yeah, right, okay. That's what Boing Boing means. A couple other funny ones, there's uh, Chinaman's Knob in Victoria. Yep. I've got no idea how that got its name, I don't mm. think I want to know. Mm. There's another one in South Australia, it's a little bit dubious, it's called Cockwash. Mm-hmm. Next. Who comes from Cockwash? Next. <laughs> no idea. All, all of well, us. there's another town called Cockburn. <laughs> Coburn, mate. That's Coburn. Oh. Coburn's uh, where... Well, C-O-C-K-B-U-R-N. Yeah, that's right. So if you if you just drive west out of um, mm. Broken Hill, you'll go through Coburn's right on the border there. What about Humpy Bong? Humpy Bong. I've yeah. got Humpty Doo. Yeah, Humpty Doo. There's a pub at Humpty Doo. I think Ruthie and yeah. I spoke to Humpty Doo pub on the radio a while back. In New South Wales, we've got one called Grong Grong. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of these things that have got uh, repetitive names, and that means mm. poor camping ground. Mm. 
Really? Yeah, poor camping ground. Okay. In Queensland, we've got Pimp and Budgie. Pimp and Budgie. I don't know who's out there Pimp and Budgies, but um, play off. I don't think that's very good. What about Foul Bay? Is that on foul? your list? No, nah, Foul Bay is not on my list. Fair enough. It doesn't sound very pleasant, though. Mm, it's actually spelled F-O-U-L, Foul Bay. So proper foul, yeah. Mm. There you go. How about this one in Victoria? Nanagoon. Oh, okay. Nanagoon. Apparently that means koala. It's funny how you say like Bong Bong and, and all those names, like Wagga Wagga. Yeah. It's so nice they had to name it twice. But everybody just calls it Wagga. Yep. But I, I, why is it called Wagga Wagga? Oh, it'll mean something in Aboriginal. Well, you know, Parramatta, Parramatta. Yep. It just it's doesn't sound right, does it? What about Titty Bong? I haven't heard that one. Where's that? Titty Bong in Victoria. It's just north of Teddy Waddy. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> True story. Watanobi. Yep. Watanobi means uh, hills surrounded by water. In uh, Queensland, we've got Wongulpong. Right. Pong. Yeah, uh, Pong is a forgotten sound. Where is that? I don't know where Just in Queensland, Queensland it is. Yep. Yeah. Uh, in Victoria, we've got, and this is near the border, uh, Vitey Vitey. It's just near Pura Pura and mm. Neren Neren. Right, fair enough. They're there pretty go. good. They're good names. Oh, they're corkers. Yeah. Have any of these things got a big thing? Uh, not that I'm aware of. I mean, no. that is the one big thing. Things, yeah. That is one thing in Australia where people go to places like the Big Banana. Yeah, the, the Big, big Merino. The Big Pineapple. The Big Prawn. I don't think the Big Prawn's there anymore, is it? I think it might have a different version of it in Ballina. Yep. But uh, I actually knew the bloke that owned the Big Prawn. There's the Big Potato. Yeah, they got the, the Big Mango and all that. I mean, it's <laughs> the, the Big. Yep. The Big... What's the one out... The Big Bogan? Isn't there one out west somewhere called the Big Bogan? Is it and near, it's, and it's near a, Parks or somewhere or somewhere out west of New South Wales? Uh, that'll be up near... Um, uh, what's it called? The Big the big Bogan. Oh, I can't remember the name. It now starts with N. No, a couple of not, Big Bogans. Not Narrabri. Actually, one myself. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that, mate. There's uh, there's the Big Mozzie at Hexham. Mm. The oh. big Mo- Where's the Big Mozzie at Hexham? Aussie the Mozzie. I haven't seen that. Where's that? Uh, I think it's just out the front of the Leaks Club there. Or yeah, the right, okay. Club. Oh, okay. Yeah, fair enough. Aussie the Mozzie. Yeah, no, well, I know the... Um, but if we do, we do... That's just how we do it, like how we do things in Australia, the big yep. whatever. And then people flock there to get their photo with it. That's right. Yeah. Well, in front of it. The big banana's a popular one, isn't it? The big banana's probably the most popular one. But there are plenty of big things around. I mean, you know, if you get on your Google there, you'll probably find a couple more big things. Because I know the... Um, but the big... Bo- I'm sure it's called the big bogan. It'll be a moth. Surely. I'm not sure, but I, mean, I, I thought it was named after, you know, a bloke wearing a flannelette shirt. <laughs> I know you've got one on today. Ningen. It's in Ningen. It's in Ningen. Yep. There you go. And it actually is a big bogan. Yeah. <laughs> bloke holding a fishing rod. Yeah. <laughs> with a Southern Cross tattoo mm. and a wife beater singlet that says Ningen, New I South hate Wales. That saying. I hate that saying, wife beater singlet. Do you? Yeah. Call them trucky singlets. Call them blue singlets. I just hate that term. The big bogan, there you go. He's got the thongs on everything. Yeah, there I'd you never go. Heard of that. And there, and that is why I slide in. We're actually talking about those blue singlets. We're going to sell some blue collar media ones with blue no collars. Singlets. They're blue singlets. Yeah, with no collars. With no collars. Well, the blue collars because we're blue collar workers, mate. We're not, you know, we're nothing flush about us here. Oh, and the big bogan's got an esky too. Yeah, he, well, he would have. You'd expect him to have that. Oh, yeah, good that. I've got to go check that out now. Next time I'm in Ningen. Mm. Anyway, there used to be, I remember years ago on the radio, we did a thing called the Bogan Test, and I actually scored fairly well in that. You know, I think the one thing was I didn't have going out thongs. 
Oh, no. Rob Caldy from Caldy's Tow Bars and Bull Bars, a good mate of mine who builds our four-wheel drives, um, Rob has going out thongs. So he has his thongs for everyday use, and if he goes to a barbecue, he produces the going out thongs. Really? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> the going out thongs. Yeah, the That's going out thongs. Next level. He brings out the going out thongs, and uh, and they don't look much different than the other ones that he wears daily. <laughs> he wears his work boots at work, kicks them off at the end of the day, and puts on his his double pluggers. Yep. But if he goes to a barbecue or you know the RSL that night. You, I'll tell you what I don't think is a go, is thongs with jeans. Yeah, it's probably not the best look, is it? Oh, that is definitely bogan. Although, you know what we think is bogan now is really coming into fashion? Like the, today's fashion, I think, I'm not a fan of today's fashion. Like you see the blokes at the Melbourne Cup with the suit pants, you know, four inches above the ankles. Four inches above the ankles with shoes with no socks. Nah, that's not a good look. Ridiculous. Man, I'll tell you now, man, if we'd have gone to school dressed like that, you would have been belted. Did you reckon? Oh, a- would have got absolutely. the hammer. Sorry, I'm just looking at some of these big things. I've just mm. found this list full of obscure big things. Yeah, well, the big, we've got the big pineapple, the big prawn. Well, these ones the are big obscure. Banana, so the big got bogan. In, uh, <laughs> here's another funny place, Noah Noah in Victoria. Mm. Uh, in the Mingling Waters Cafe, you'll find the big root. Fair enough. It's a seven metre wide tree root. Yep. Uh, we've got the big bin, unofficial world's tallest bin. What garbage bin? Garbage bin. Fair enough. Uh, in Kalgoorlie. Uh, we've got the big funnel web at Jamboree. That won't. That makes sense. This one's a bit strange. What about this one? And it's not here anymore. The big dipper at Luna Park. The big dipper. <laughs> it wasn't that big. Oh, it was pretty big. It was if you went, have you ever been on it? Yeah. Have you? Mate, I thought it was big. Mate, when you're 10 oh, years old, it's Oh, when you're 10, it's, it's huge. Yeah. How about this? The big dead fish, which is perched on a rooftop, and it's like a, a mullet. Yeah. That's in Victoria. That's Have a look at that. Oh, the, Who comes up with this stuff? Who comes up with that? <laughs> it ain't come. Uh, we've got the big peg. Mm. 750 kilo giant metal peg in Canoundra, New South Wales. The big peg? The <laughs> big peg. Just oh. sitting out in the middle of a farm. The big peg. Well, you're kidding, aren't you? You thought I'd hung you out to dry, didn't you? Mm. The big potato, we covered that one. The big meat ant. Wow, that's in Augustella. Mm. The big headphones yeah. in Newcastle. I've oh. never seen that. Well, they would have been here in Blue Collarville. The big headphones, go over our big heads. The big bulls. Mm. The big bulls in Rockhampton. Yep. The big blue horse. What is this? This is in, uh, that's in the Hunter. <laughs> and the big snail. My goodness. And that's in Bremer, mm. WA. So there you go. There's a few big things for you. There you go. So but if you've been out to a couple of these big things, let us know. You can do that on the email in your travels. And, and uh, like we say, plenty of people do it. I mean, a lot of people will travel and go and stop at all these big things. That pegs you could do that one. on your tag along tours. Yeah, we could do a we could Rick's do a tour big of thing big tag along tours. Sounds like it, the sound. I remember. Come and check out Rico's big things. I'm going to tell you now. Where's that at? <laughs> be a Boy, short you're tour. kidding, aren't you? <laughs> anyway, I can remember years ago there was a job a job advertised in the media, and you know what the top title was? Director of the next big thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, that could be anything. I mean, fair income. I mean, who comes up with this stuff? <laughs> There's a job for everybody, mate. Director of the next big thing. <laughs> I mean, 
There you go. Anyway, I didn't actually read the job description, but um, we had a bit of fun with that a few years ago as well. Director of the next big thing, but mate, yeah. So you've got this, um, you've got the uh, the trip lined up. What are some of the things that people can expect on that? Because these trips yeah. are good. I've got a look. I've, well, I'm not going to go off early here, but there is a possibility that we'll be doing a very big trip shortly. And should know more about it this week, hopefully. Yeah, I don't um, want the cat out of the bag yet. No, no, well, I won't because it's not 100% happening. Yeah. It's no, 90%, but we're not there Pretty yet. Pretty exciting, so though. It'll be a beauty. It'll be an absolute humdinger if we can, uh, if we do do it. But this trip of yours, I mean, trips are good, aren't they? Because people, when people go away, it's amazing how many people will stay on the move. Yep. Like, you know, they'll, they'll have a day, they'll camp a night, then they'll get up and they'll go another day, then they'll camp. Some people absolutely love that. I, I met a bloke, a mate of mine, who on the Nullarbor of all places, coming back from Perth, who a mate of his went round Australia in four weeks. Yeah, I could do that. And I said... I've got a short attention span, I can't stay still. Look, I'm, I'm a bit of a sucker for getting somewhere and thinking, shit, how good is it here? Yep. We might stay an extra day and then maybe another day and yeah, whatever. That's, that's my old man's MO. Yeah, but, but where, oh, that's why I like Mal Leyland's plan, which is called the Mal Leyland No Plan Plan. I've got another friend of ours who is about to take off for five months, right? And they have everything booked. What have we got here? The big wine cask. The big wine cask. Let's we'll have a go at that. The big that's, goon bag. Yeah, that's actually a big advertisement for a wine company. So how good is it? But... um. <laughs> It's 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 strange because you, different people travel different ways, and and like, and and a good and a friend of mine, they they are about I think they take off in three weeks on a five month trip. Yep, and they're doing a lot of miles. He showed me where where they're off to. They're doing it with two kids under five, box trailer with tents and camping gear. Wow, and I I said, look, I would have certainly looked at even a softball camper trailer. Yeah, love you to work, cut out. Uh, yeah, they will. But that's five months. So they have plenty of time to get around. And they're heading down. The first up, I think they're heading straight to the to the Western Australian south coast. And then from there, north and then across and then down and up and around and, and whatever. But over five months. But, and but what they've done is they've basically booked everywhere where they're going. Which I, and I said, geez, I don't yeah, know if I would have done that. And with danger. I think so because if because when we went on on a couple of the big trips we've done, unless I had to book, I didn't. So if I had to, okay, we want to be there for that day, or yeah. we knew, and that's only if you're paying to start camp somewhere. Yep. You don't. Other than that, you don't have to book. But in Alice Springs, we booked, you know, because we wanted to check a few things out there. But even there, we stayed two days longer than we planned. Right, so I think Air's Rock Campground we booked. Yeah, look, I which think... Which is a pretty of an obvious one because you don't want to get there and go, well, mate, there's oh, nowhere mate, there. I've been there and it's yeah, you, you, just yeah, like yeah. an ant's nest trying to find a spot. Yeah, you don't want to be if doing If you that. haven't booked, would be yeah, there Yeah, so there, there are those obvious ones that you need to book. But I just think that... Um, so you've got, so you got someone who's doing a trip like that for five months, but then you've got on the reverse side, you've got a bloke who did him and his missus in a little motorhome Went yep. around Australia in four weeks. Yep. Oh, look, it's different different horses mm. and courses, isn't it? You know, so you, some around Australia. I'm talking a right around. Yeah, the I lap. Mean, the lap. Did the big lap in yeah. four weeks. Yep. And I'm, look, I'm a bit both ways. I, I'm the sort of bloke who likes to just get in and go. And obviously, I like the idea of 
getting somewhere, camping, and then going. Yeah, I do like that idea, but I do like also like the if I find somewhere good and think well, there's a lot to look around here. Yeah, well, look, because you don't want to drive past some. You can, yeah. by doing a, can you imagine how many how many places and how many attractions that bloke drove past in four weeks? Oh, all of them. <laughs> I mean, all of them. I mean, oh, look, we've done it as well. You know, most of our trips. Yeah, but yours. Were, yeah, but they were work places. trips. Yeah, but they were work trips. So you knew what you had to do. You were off filming and doing that, and you knew where you were going, right? Your locations, and obviously, when you do it that way. Um, you certainly you are going to drive past things because you need to. You've got deadlines yeah. and you've got things to do and it's work. And and this trip that we're looking at now, um, if it happens, there will be a little bit of that. We will have a bit of downtime yep. but there, so where we can look around, but there will be a bit of, well, we need to be here, then we need to be there in a week. Yeah. You know, so... Well, all of our trips are going to be different depending on where we're going. This yeah. first one is going to be pretty cruisy. Mm. So they're going to be not long days on the road at all. Mm. Um, it'll be more scenic driving than, than hardcore four-wheel driving. Mm. Um, there'll probably only be one day of low-range stuff. The rest of it will be, yep. you know, dirt roads and, and small river crossings mm. and things like that, so it's more scenic. Yeah. Uh, but the thing I'm looking forward to the most, I think, is meeting new people and, and seeing how they do it, you know, and potentially learning something. Mm. Uh, what do you think I, their highlight will be? Uh, I, I, th- I hope it'll be... Um, sitting around the fire on the last night with James playing and perfect weather and some great tucker. Um, but I, I hope their highlights the whole thing, to be honest. Mm. But what do you know? Yeah, you might hope. But what do you, you know, what do you think there? I mean, I mean, will you put on the, you know, the Rico character on this trip? Oh, look, I don't think there's a big difference between the Rico <laughs> character and who I am, mate. There's plenty uh, of people who pretend there's somebody else out there, yeah. mate. I was just making sure I don't think that you a, weren't one of them. I'll, I'll probably uh, I'll probably just you, do you reckon the people dial are, back the bad language a little bit, that's all. What do you think the poor people that are coming into Ulladulla are in for? Oh, mate. <laughs> no. Oh, look, if, the, if they don't uh, know well, what they're true, in for. Well, it is true, he does drink. <laughs> yeah, look, if they don't know what they're in for, it, it shouldn't be any surprise because oh, the duck mate. is about as real as it gets. There is no front with this fellow. Oh, mate. Oh, there's plenty of front. It's just <laughs> Oh, there's plenty of front and there's plenty of back. But, oh, uh, but mate, I'll what, tell you what. What you hear is, is what you get. Anyway, it should be all right. There's a few trips around the place. Place, but I think Mad Matt had that. He, he sort of got him. Well, he started ringing everyone, get these trips together, and there's a few around. Yep, a few people doing trips the following weekend and weekends, you know, following that. Um, but there's a lot of people now. There's a lot of like, you know, different radio stations and the like putting on these things where um, yeah. you know, go down. I think everyone's doing their bit, yep. trying to support the. the Especially the south coast of New South Wales, they copped an absolute hammering. That was half the reason I went north, was because there's there's been a lot of, um, you know, attention on that area, and, and I know they've been very hardly mm. very hard hit. Well, then you've still but, got but towns la- and dress. Last, last year up north, a lot of them were hit pretty hard as well. Yeah, exactly We're, right. I mean, you talk to you know up around the mid north coast of New South Wales and across. You know, a lot. Across, well, the Oxley Highway was closed for like six weeks. Yeah, we're going to a little town called Rapville. Yep. Now Rapville is sort of. Uh, Sort of halfway between Stanthorpe and Coffs Harbour. Yeah. Sort of inland a bit. Yep. And uh, late last year, they were absolutely ravaged by fire. Mm. You never heard about that on the news. Mm. Um, yeah, so I thought I thought we'd include that town there and yeah, go stay it. there a night and... Yeah, exactly. Camp out the back of the pub. Mm. Yeah, well, you've got to do that. Yeah. And, you, and the thing is, you want to try and give everybody all types of the experience. So the camping in the bush, the camping behind a pub. Yeah, we've got all of camping that. Camping in that, you know, give yeah. everyone a variety of what goes on and and the types of camping you can do. 
I, and I think um, what you're doing is a good thing. You get yeah. plenty of people to go along well, with you. on the first time, we're, we're pulling out the bows and arrows. Yeah? Yeah, I'm going to have a little uh, archery competition. Yeah, right. What are they, little toy ones? or No, no, legit. The real deal? Yeah, yeah. Oh, mate, it's going to be a heap of fun. You have a feather on your head and all that? <laughs> I'll bring in the apple. Eh? No, 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 I'll bring in the <laughs> apple. Yeah, good luck to the volunteer that's going to stand there with the apple in their mouth as Rico. Dingo Dave. Uh, oh, he can do it no, all. No, he can do no, it all. No, I met Dingo Dave the other week. No. He looked great with an apple on his head. Oh, you're going to put the apple on his head. All the, the whole William Tell thing. Yeah, I know that. But, I mean, so he's going to do... And what, you're going to fire the arrow. Oh, everyone can have a crack. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, Dingo Dave... It was nice knowing your son, or nice meeting you anyway. <laughs> I did meet him in Brisbane the other week, so... But, um, you yeah, know, well, that's the thing with with trips. It's, it means something to everyone. They all do it differently. Yep. Um, I'm, a, I'm a big believer in getting a big day under your belt the first day. Depending on where you're going, I mean, if it's a, you know, a long way, well, then it's good to... I reckon 400 k's a day is good. Yeah. Our second trip that we've got planned, which is in um, Outback, New South Wales, day one will be a big day. Mm. Well, my day one's always big. Yeah. 800 to 1,000 more. Yeah, th- this will be five or 600 on yeah. some, you know, pretty rugged dirt road. Yeah. But the first campsite is going to be something to remember as well. I've yeah. been there and it's an absolute rips and order. Yeah, so you take off. When do you go? Uh, so this first one, mate, we're, going, we're leaving on the 30th of this month mm. and it goes for five days, five nights. It's a Monday to Friday. Yeah. Um, and I've done that just to avoid the weekend traffic and yeah, no, fair enough. get the places to ourselves. Um, and bookings close on the 16th of March this month. Yeah, so you need to do and it's all catered for or some of it's catered uh, for? The first or? night you'd be catering, catering for yourself and mm. uh, and we'll organise dinner every night after that. Yeah, right, we'll be okay. going to certain places. Yep. Like Pizza Hut out there, is it? No Pizza Hut, mate. No Pizza Hut. Wait till we get to... Um, this four-wheel drive park called Gordon Country, they do a yep. magnificent lamb shank in the camp oven. Yeah. You a fan of the four-wheel drive parks? Yeah, I love them. Yeah. Yeah, they're great. Well, yeah, I think I might have asked you that before. We, we should go up and um, say you made up the Putty Road here. He's got the one yeah. there. What's he called? TJ's. Jamie. TJ's, yep. Yeah, he caught the fires. He did. He did. Yeah. He's been very busy. A lot of work out there. And he's mm. had a lot of volunteers come out and give him a hand to, mm. yeah, I noticed that. to get the place up and running again, which is just great. Yeah, there's plenty of them around. There's Daly's Campground, I think, out near Mudgee, which is uh, another one. And then you've got the one out west. Um, what's the one out west in, out west in New South Wales? There's a big, good one out there. You know them. Um, so, near Forbes? Somewhere out west, there's a, there's there's a cent- central west out yeah. near Mudgee. Yeah, that's must be it, is it? Central and west forward drive park. Yeah, yeah, they live not far from here. That's right. Yeah, yeah, and that's another good one. I, that's a corker. Look, I, I, look I, I think we've spoken about it before. I don't mind them, but it's a bit weird when you're fenced in. But anyway, I guess that's part of it. If it's a big property, yeah. no, it's a big. They're all big properties. Yeah, Land Cruiser Park's probably the big icing on the cake for all that stuff, isn't it? Yeah, and they've got something for everyone there. That's that's fantastic. Yeah, but um, yeah, I know the four wheel drive parks. Uh, are becoming more popular, especially while they keep closing off tracks and yep. gating up places and restricting access. Yeah. Well, Queensland are, are just spoiled for choice with four-wheel drive parks. Mm. They've got some, some pearlers up there. They've got a couple of rippers in South Australia as well. Oh, mate, Eagle View. Yeah. We, I went to Eagle... Mate, the one of the, that, that's an absolute ripper. Mate, this, it, it, it would have to be one of the most scenic tracks that you'll drive on one property. Yep. And just amazing and high, like real high. You just get up really high. Yeah, up around and the, the Flinders, views. there's some amazing ones Beautiful. out there. Yeah, well, that sky trek and all that. Yeah, and the, all the stations sort of They're, they're stations, they're not necessarily four-wheel drive parks, yep. but, they, but they are stations. But Eagle View in, in, um, in South Australia is a ripper. Yeah, I haven't been to that one, so I'll have, yeah, to, have to throw that on my list. I was there last year with Ronnie Dale and Chris Woods from the um, four-wheel drive and adventure shows. Yep. 
and we went and had a night out there, and then we did some filming the following day. Oh, sounds terrible. Uh, well, I've got to tell, I've got to tell you, it was pretty tough. The day after, anyway, it was that <laughs> hot out there, um, and there was a, a water hole, and that hadn't seen a lot of rain there for a while, so there was only like one water, sort of one big water hole, and the ruse. The kangaroos, yeah. just amazing. Uh, emus out there are the, yeah. just thick on the ground. Yeah, we thought of these roos, but they were obviously there because they was around this bit water. water. Yeah. There was a bit of water there. And um, and man, they weren't too deterred by us. They were coming up close to us and yeah. things like that. Like that night. Remember that night we camped out here? Yeah. And um, the, the roos come up to the campfire. And, That's right. And unbelievable. The kookaburras come and got some, some breakfast off us the next morning. Yeah, all the leftover meat. What was that big steaks you cooked out oh, there? Oh, yeah, big as your head. <laughs> yeah, Crackers. That was a good campground too, that one there, wasn't it? Considering yeah, I've driven past it a million times and never knew it was in there. <laughs> I'll tell you who's the luckiest is our, is our mates down in Melbourne. There's not many four-wheel drive parks down there, but it's not too far to get to the high country either. Yeah, that's true. Oh, but you know what? After When you talk to people like Graham Cahill and Ronnie Dale, you think, mate, in Western Australia, I think they're pretty blessed, eh? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, they have, they have got, some, they've got a bit of everything. They've got everything. I was talking to Ronnie last week and he was at Bremer Bay. And off Bremer Bay, it becomes a bayathon. There's this bay and that bay, yeah. you know? and then there's a there's a there's water that just comes straight out of the side of the mountain that you can crystal clear, yeah. clean water. You just drink it, and just the you know the beaches and the beach driving over there and the beach fishing. If you're into that, yeah, that's right. Um, there's just so much. They are so sport for choice, and especially when they you start heading north. You talk about Albany and Esperance and Roger Brown. G'day, Roger. I know you'll be listening to this podcast, Roger Brown in Esperance. He's my Esperance correspondent. Yes, he will be listening. He never misses one. Bacon Brown Productions, great bloke. He came to the Cape with us, Rog. Yep. Yeah, and he's come to Birdsville with me a couple of times for the Big Red Bash. And um, Slow learner, is he? Uh, yeah, yeah. And um, <laughs> anyway, so, uh, but, you know, she so gave down around Esperance and then obviously all those spots along there and then Albany, yep. which is fantastic. But then you head north. Yeah, that's right. And you, you get some some amazing sand driving a few hours north out of uh, Perth, and yeah, then you go then, further up to Broome and, and the Kimberley. Kimberley, mate. I'm telling you, I think Western Australia is probably the more I talk to people over there, and the more places I hear about, um, it's certainly there's certainly sport for choice there in WA. Yeah. Well, my bucket list, the the place on the top of my bucket list is not necessarily renowned for four wheel driving, but um, but just for the scenery, and it's in WA. Mm. And that's Karajini National Park. Yeah, right. I'm just stinging to get over there and check yeah. that out. I, I'm keen to do the Gibb River Road. Yeah, I, I'd give that a crack, no problem at yeah, all. Yeah, the Gibb River Road. And that's one of those trips where you, you, you're on the move. Yep. You know, or you might or spend you, a day, you know, just kicking around camp. And you might, you might have a day spend. halfway through to recharge the battery. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You kick yeah. back around camp a day here and a day there and, and you know, and you spend a couple of nights in one spot, especially around some of those rock pools and things like that. Absolutely. You know, you don't want to be driving past that stuff. Yep. You know, the biggest thing with any trip, and I'm, I'm sure people out there who have done trips would agree, the two things you need, apart from your basic, you know, your four-wheel drive for a start, is fuel and time off work. Yep. Time off work is, has got to be the biggest hindrance to trips. Yeah, an old mate who did the lap in four weeks, he probably only had four weeks. Well, that's what. Well, that's well, that's exactly right. You know, yeah. I mean, so, um, and that's the thing is... is is the is the time off work has got to be the biggest is the biggest hindrance. Graham Cahill, he, I asked him how he got into what he does, and for those who don't know who Graham 
Cahill is. We'll get out from under that rock, but he's a four-wheel drive action, and he's been around a long time, Graham. He yep. appears on the radio show with me occasionally. Um, when he realised that this is what he wanted to do, he'd only work four days a week. So he'd have a four-day-a-week job. So every weekend was a long weekend. Yep. Then he, then he, and then he, he stretched it as far as he could. Um, and then obviously, slowly but surely, turned it into a, you know, a job. Yeah, well, how, how he actually started was, um, when I was working at the magazine at the time, Four Drive Action, he was just a freelance contributor. Yeah. Um, he decided that he was going to go and do the lap, and that's what he did. And to make some money along the way, he, he documented it. He's yeah. a very, very talented photographer, for mm. those who don't know. Yeah, you As know. well as being, uh, you know... Just a great writer as well. Very, very easy to read. Mm. And obviously that caught the eye. Well, he's of the, a great communicator. Yeah, that, that caught the eye of the people that matter in the, mm. in the office there. And one thing led to another and the rest, as they say, is history. Mm. Hey, he got offered a gig and it sort of just kept snowballing. And I guess that's what happens. I mean, it's in it with anything. I mean, it's just the way it is. You take your opportunities where you can get them. Yep. Um, but I'm a big believer in, you know, you, you can be whatever you want to be. If you, Absolutely. You know, if you, you know, you don't have to be. I mean, I mean, the most educated person in the room. Oh, hang on, that'd oh, be for me. There you go. Oh, but put your phone on Bluetooth. But I'll just. Um, I'll that's just that's that. going to cost you a case. Yeah, that's okay. All good. <laughs> I'll just. Uh, well, I get asked quite often as well. How did I get started with this sort of thing? And you know, four wheel driving was my passion. Um, I actually left a very lucrative job to go and work in a four wheel drive shop. Mm. You know, and I went from. Earning well over six it's, figures. It's real, this podcast, isn't it? Yeah. Now the phone's <laughs> ringing. Phone I'm ringing. very surprised the HR manager here hasn't barked today. Security, where yeah, he is. Yeah, that's right. And old, old mate next door chopping up his wood. Yeah, he was, no, he's, he's, he's renovating, his, earlier. He's renovating uh, over there and making plenty of noise. I did tell him, though, to take a lunch break. Today? Late today. Yeah, today. Yeah, I said, mate, you need to take a lunch break. <laughs> Relax. Very good. Uh, but um, then there was another another black guy somewhere around here who's decided that... Um, you know, he, he would slash his back grass. You know, he's finished, thank well, God. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, so um, anyway, but don't know. So what you say, you know, yeah, no, I, what I was going to say is that for me, for someone who worked in radio for for a lot of years, especially in the well, I worked in it and then got out of it and then went back to it. So, and obviously I worked in a fairly big media organisation and, and did things there and learnt things there that you probably wouldn't normally get the chance to do with it. I mean, these days you need a bloody degree to get a job, you know, doing anything. You know, right. They want to know what, you know. And for me, it's always been the most educated person in the room doesn't necessarily mean they're the smartest person in the room. Yep. If you know what I mean. Absolutely. I was I was probably, without trying to wrap myself, probably a lot of times probably the smartest person somewhere, but the least educated. Yep. You know, because I hated school. Absolutely. I was a fan of it, you know. Uh, or not, maybe not the smartest, but up there. Yeah, and I think street smarts and just knowing what you want and what you want to do, you can do anything you want to do. You can, you know, if you apply yourself. And if you look at blokes like Graham, what he's achieved, like he, and, and in, in some degree, you put him on the line. When you take the chance, look at oh, what absolutely. you do. We all do it. I mean, yeah. I've done it. I mean, you know, we've set up blue collar media. You, you yeah. put them on the line. You get out there and have a crack. You're doing, doing it again right you're now. You're doing it now, and, we're, and you're also working on a, on a 
future television program. You done, did it in the past where you put it on the line, started a show. Yeah, look, it's and, not easy. And it happens. And you it look is at, not easy. And you look at Graham when you say he was a freelancer, just said, I'm going to go do the big lap and document it. We look at Pat Callanan. Yeah, well, He's look, another it's, one. It's funny that you, you sort of use that as an example because at four-wheel drive action, um, when it was really singing as a magazine in print as in its heyday, everyone who worked there, none of them, were trained journalists. Mm. I think there was one trained journalist there. Mm. The rest were just passionate about that particular subject. Mm. And it showed through. And that's what made that magazine the success mm. that it was and, and gathered the massive following that it still enjoys today now that it's on YouTube. Mm. Uh, because it, it's no bullshit, you know. Was that wrapping myself when I said I thought I might have been the smartest person? Everyone thinks it's oh, smart. Look, I was just thinking you're, probably <laughs> in, thinking you're probably in the dunny or something. So, Oh, hang on. There's your phone. What's that? I've got a Mate, that's to get not professional. What's that? An alarm to go off, is it? Yeah. You're not one of those blokes who set alarms, but your memory's oh, not yeah. good? No. No good. Oh, fair enough. No good. No, but, um, and that's the thing. I just think that, you know, I mean, I, I think Australia was built on knockabouts. Yep. And I, and I think there's nothing wrong with that. And I, and I think we're, we're losing that slowly. When you think of, you know, the bosses of transport companies, for instance, were one day, once upon a time, they were a truck driver. That's right. Yeah, a mate of mine, and I won't mention his name, so I don't want to embarrass him here. He's probably, and I've got a couple of mates who are in the transport game, and who are big, big wheels in transport, like big, you know, bosses like they, but they used to, you know, drive trucks. Yeah, yeah. My old man had a trucking business. Mm. Same deal. You know, you know he's a truck driver, and even when he was running the business, he was still driving the trucks. Mm. You, know, you know, I had a mate of, pulse. I had a mate of mine who, you know, if he couldn't get someone to take a B double to Adelaide, he'd take the tie off and jump in the truck and go. Yep. You know, and um, and I think, you know, we're losing we're losing that now. Where everyone's got to have this uni degree, and yeah, and I'm just not sure about all of that. Yeah, look, I'm definitely not from that train of thought. Um, well, I, a little bit old school. Well, mate, I regard. wouldn't get a job there mowing the lawns. Yeah, you know, if I walked into a uni, they'd say, "Oh, here he is. The gardener's arrived." <laughs> you know, I mean, fair income. but um, but anyway, I don't know how we wandered off onto this, but anyway, yeah, we we, we get sidetracked. Here we a certainly bit. do. Anyway, we yeah, absolutely, but. So anyway, so you got that first trip. What's the next trip you're doing? Because it's a beauty too, isn't it? Yeah, so outback New South Wales. We're going to start down in Mildura, mm. right, sort of the bottom corner there in New South Wales on the on the border, um, and we're going to make our way up north to Cameron Corner over the course of I think six days and six nights for that one. Yeah. So we'll be doing uh, you know essentially a, a big chunk of the Darling River run. Mm. Uh, we'll be visiting some great stations. We're going to go and do some opal mining. Yeah, go to Trilby, Dunlop. Oh, I'm definitely going to Trilby. Yep. Yeah, Trilby's good. I, yeah. I did the, I did a bit of that um, that run last year. Yeah, yeah oh, it's a corker. Yeah, That's, it's a ripper. And um, once you start getting up north, there is just the yeah. reddest of red dirt. It's the yeah. best sunsets you'll ever experience. Yeah, I agree with that. It, it is truly special, special yeah. country. Are you a sunrise man or a sunset man? Sunset. Yeah, me too. Sunset, hundred yeah. percent. I'm one of these people. I like to enjoy the sunset, so I like to have camp set up by then. Yep. You know, I'm not one of these people that. I mean, I have. Well, we will set up in the dark if that's what's happening, or that's what needs to happen. If you're running behind, or you've got to travel, or yeah, or, or you just can't find somewhere good to camp. I'll start looking for a camp spot around three. Yeah, I want to have camp set up on these trips fairly early. Give yeah. everyone the opportunity to yeah, wind to down, take it relax, in. Yeah. have a chat. Yeah, exactly. Enjoy a sunset. Yeah, yeah. well, on this, it's different because you're taking people and you get, you're trying to share an experience. But in general, in a trip that you're doing for yourself, I think um, I think I'd like personally, you know, three up past three, start looking as you're driving along. Yeah. We, we we did some trips out to Birdsville and other places, and uh, there was a few of us and. 
I'd sort of, you know, I'd say, well, I'll scout. I was like a bit of a scout. Yep. And uh, and then I'd call them up on the UHF, you know, yeah, boys, when you get up here, keep an eye out. You'll go past this landmark. Keep an eye out. You'll see an opening to a track. Go down there. We're going to camp in there. And and I like to be set up. I, I, I'd like to be set up and settled in, not just set up, but settled in yep. before sunset. So then you can enjoy the sunset because there's just something about, especially when you're in the outback, whether you're in outback anywhere really, but outback Queensland in particular, the Northern Territory. Oh, the Territory the is just next level. But outback New South Wales is... Oh, mate, 100%. Some of my favourite sunset photos that I've mm. managed to capture over the years have come from outback New South Wales. Mate, outback New South Wales... Is uh, is well, like we say, it's outback, and and it's it's not forgotten, but it's not spoken about enough. Because people hear the word outback, the first thing they think of is the territory. Yeah, right or wrong, to the normal person, they yeah. would think the outback is you know the territory where we know that the outback is you know you it's a lot closer here. to home. It is a lot closer to home. Uh, I particularly like the Channel Country and outback Queensland. I'm not yep. don't know, and I think everyone has their choices. Um, but um, but I do believe that uh, yeah I'm a, I'm a, I'm a bit of a sunset man. I, I just think it's the okay, You have a cold beer, you got your fire. Oh, can't you got beat your, it. You got your campfire going. You're kicking back and you're just watching that sun go down. It's just something about it. I yep. love it. And even if you're out in the bush, I love it when you see it go down between the gum trees. Yep. It's just something about it. Yeah, you just get that little glow in the afternoon. How good is it? You feel like going there, don't you? Oh, mate. I'm just, <laughs> I tell you what, mate. I had all of last year off, and I'm just. You've got cabin fever, mate. Oh, what big they call time. It? Big time. Yeah. August is the one I'm looking forward to for our tag along stuff. That yeah, one's where's that? The Northern Territory's best swimming holes. Yeah, right, okay. Now, I love That's nothing big. more. How long's that trip? Uh, that one is going to be about 11 days, I think. Yeah, right. So is that enough? Cool. I guess it would be. Yeah. You'd be hightailing it to get out. Where you, and what are you going to do with these trips? Where do you meet? Well, it just depends on where the trip is starting. So on that so particular trip, where will you meet everyone? On that particular trip, I'm thinking, not sure, may, maybe somewhere around Birdsville? Don't yeah. Know. Don't know. The first trip we're meeting in Coffs Harbour, the second trip we're meeting in Broken Hill. Mm. Yeah, right, okay. Yep. So people have really, we've got to do, especially with Broken Hill. Oh, sorry, not Broken Hill, Mildura for the second well, trip. Mil- the third, third one's Broken Hill. Well, you're going to meet in Mildura, so there's a day... Yeah. For people to get there, depending on where they're coming from, obviously. Yeah, well, Dingo's got to come from Harvey Bay, so, yeah, so he's 1,800 k's for him. Yeah, so there's a couple of days there of hard days. Two just, big days. Yeah, just two big days into it to get himself down there. And, um, yeah, and and you'll find, and I've had this conversation with Vic Woodman, that a lot of people that go on his trips, now he's, I mean, there's a bloke who can run tag-alongs. Oh, yeah, he's been doing yeah, it for 20 years. 30. Yeah. 30 years, unbelievable. But what he's found is that... People will travel home together. Yeah. So they'll all meet at Mildura, like you're meeting in Mildura. You'll do your trip, and then they go, "Well, where do you live? Oh, yeah, we'll go back your way." Yeah. And then they Safety go, and then numbers. what they do, they go on their own trips. Yep. Without you. Yeah. You know, and they become friends. It's a good thing. It's a great. If if, if that's what comes out of a tag along. Well, that's, me, what, that's well, that's that is, what will come out of it. That is the best possible outcome. I mean, I've got mates with people now that I've met. On trips, like I've, I've bumped into, you know, I don't even bump, I've met them. Like I've never met them before in my life. I've yep. been been somewhere, met them, and now I'm mates with them. Yep. I've even picked up, and uh, look, I've even picked up a couple of good mates out of the radio show. Well, we, and, and first and foremost, Roger Brown from Esperance, we mentioned him before. Yep. Roger used to email us on the radio show and, um, and send photos and send videos and, 
And you could just tell he was a good bloke and he was buying a motorbike and it was a motorbike that Ruthie had, did, had done a review on or Ruthie had one. And he sent me a message and he said, if I send you my mobile, is it okay if you ring me? Because, you know, we don't hand our mobile yeah, number out too often on the radio. You just never know. You, you know, <laughs> so... Um, so I said, I don't know, I said, sorry, mate. Yeah, sweet, mate. So I rang him with my phone on private. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Roger. No, and um, mate, and we're mates. We, yeah. We've done. We did the cape together. We did. Oh, we've been great. the big red bash a couple of times together. Yeah, we talk that. all the time. He's been here. Yeah. Uh, here at Blue Collarville at my place. Um, I was going to call in and see him at Esperance when I was over there last year, but he was overseas. And uh, on well, a look, bit of I a think holiday. I've, and we're mates now. And I, I've I've met Roger. Yeah, uh, where did you meet Roger? Just the once. Uh, Where at? Oh, you you introduced me to him. Uh, might have been in Eastern Creek. No, he wasn't there. Where, do we, where would you have yeah. met? Honestly, I wasn't in Birdsville, was it? I might have been in Birdsville. Would have been in Birdsville. But I will tell you what, he's a very tolerant man. And I will tell you where else he. Uh, I know he hangs around a few gobbos. I know, and I've had to be as tolerant as well. But um. <laughs> And I'll tell you where else where you would have met him was what um, was it at Murray? Yeah, where'd, potentially. Where did I see? I bumped into you down the bottom of the Birdsville track there somewhere. Where did I see you there somewhere? Oh, was it? Um, We'd oh, been to Mungarani. Mungarani. No, no, it no, wasn't. It wasn't no, there. then we travelled south, got to the bottom of the Birdsville track, hung a right, fueled up. There. The bottom of the Birdsville track. Yeah. Yeah, you've got um, Murray. That yeah, must have been Murray. Yeah. Was it Murray? Yeah, because you were with your mate Jamie and someone had knocked his hat off. That's right, yeah. Right. That happened in Paratilma. Actually, you want to buy a cheap hat? I've got it. <laughs> no. Paratilma. Did you ever get that hat back? No, I don't think so. Oh, fair enough. Well, that's what he gets for bloody taking it off. <laughs> well, mate, I mean, leaving it lying <laughs> around. Yeah, but, um, yeah, so he was with me there and um, yeah, you would have met him at Maori as well. So, yeah, you have met Roger, but I've just got a No, I met him in the studio. I met him in the studio. Oh, that's right. Town. That's right. He came into the race. Well, you, yeah, he, yeah, well, he was with me. There and obviously that's right. I took him into the radio studio. Yeah. Didn't that? You got to remember, Roger was born and bred in Esperance. Yep. Right in WA. Yeah, it would have been worked, an eye opener for him, wouldn't it? He works at Kalgoorlie. Yeah. Right in the mine. So I think he works week on week off or something, whatever it is. When I'm he, hanging to get over to Kalgoorlie. He does a lot of solo stuff. He's a very handy cameraman, Roger. Yep. Very good on a drone. Very good editor. Does some great. That's why he's actually got a little hobby called Bacon Brown Productions. You can check him out on YouTube. Yeah, I've seen the stuff. Yeah, yeah, you know. And um, anyway, he he did a trip. I think he went to Fraser, and he did anyway. He did a trip, and he came back through here. So I took him into the studio in Sydney. Yep, mate. I've got to tell you, <laughs> he changed colour. Oh, as we, would. As we drove over the harbour bridge <laughs> and he went, you are kidding. And I said, mate, what about this? I said, anyway. But, uh, yeah, so he's a mate that I met through the radio show. Yeah, well, I've got heaps talk, of those. You know, over and, the and you would have met people who followed you on the television show. And I've yeah, got a magazine. You know, and there are other blokes. And there's one bloke in particular who's followed um, the radio programs and in particular what I do a lot since we started, which is Denny Dave. Yep. And he, he's coming to Ulladulla, so I'm looking forward to meeting Dave. Yep. And he and he looks like he's one of us, you know. And, uh, he, and He's I'm, the bloke with the ambulance, yeah? Yeah, ambulance, yeah. yeah. But, and he's another one who does a bit of solo travelling. Roger's real big on it. Yeah. Well, Roger does some big trips. Like he'll, he, he, I mean, he'll jump in his, hook up his camper. He's got like a, like a pop-up type camper. It's a good one. 
Um, it's pretty flash. He, and he hooked that up, mate, didn't he? From Esperance and go to Fraser. Wow. I mean, that's a trip. Yeah. But my goal is to go and do the Simpson solo. Yeah. And I'll do it one day. Yeah, that is big, isn't it? Do the Simpson oh, on your own. Fantastic. And then, when then, he, and then he came to the Cape with us. And because he had to get back to Esperance, he had to leave us. Because we'd already done a couple of weeks in Birdsville and we went up to Frank's pub, the Walkabout Creek Hotel, and we had yep. a couple of days there. Then we went north to Boulier and, and across. And we were going to duck up to Normanton. Then I'd... I'd I'd had a, leak, a leaking CV joint, so we just sort of headed back to, across to Townsville and um, and sort of got the vehicles, went over them, did that, checked a few other things. It was a ball joint we had to replace, and I'll never forget that because I had to replace it again in Weeper. <laughs> and I'll never forget that bloke who did that job for me in Townsville. But anyway, that's another story. He basically just flogged me off, and I said, well, mate, your ball joint fell out. But um, we... Um, and, but so we... We did. We'd done all that, and then obviously we've we've gone to the tip. We're coming back, go across to Weeper. Well, he couldn't do that leg because he had to head back again. It got down to the time off work, and he had a fair drive ahead of him. But mate, yeah. he had a great time going back on his own. Yep, which was probably great because he probably got off the drink for a few days because he'd hung around us <laughs> for up a bit. four weeks with us. <laughs> um, but it was um, yeah. So, but yeah, you do meet some good people, and that will happen on your trips. And that's like I was. That's what we started talking about. Yeah. I mean, Vic Widman tells me that you know people that go on his trips remain friends. And yeah, you you'll make lifelong friends. That's right. Mm. On this first one, one of them will be James Blundell. Yeah. Get, yeah, but I if I was no, James, look, I mean, I'd be flogging a few people off after that. Nah, James. After they're James gone, is a champ. After they're gone, you'll probably think, mate, I don't remember you even being there. Were you there? Were you, mate? No, nah, he's not like that. Not at all. No, I'm only joking. He'll, he'll, yeah, no, he'll give you. them all a standing invite to come back any time they're passing really? through. And mate, can you, well, you can send one to me. I'll go there. And, no and, and he'll mean it. Mm. He's just that sort of bloke. He's a country bloke. I'll tell you what, mate. I'll tell you what. And you talk about these blokes and these country singers. The people coming to Ulladulla with us on March 20 to 22nd are in for a real treat when they meet Adam Harvey. Yeah. Because Adam Harvey's the same. Adam is a real people person. Yep. And, uh, mate, I saw him get absolutely hammered in Tamworth and, mate, nothing was too much trouble for anyone. And, um, you know, and, and, and he spent a lot of time doing things in Tamworth that he, he doesn't get any recognition for, and that's visiting the nursing homes, visiting the hospitals, visiting people who are doing it tough you know, on a, on a drought-stricken farm. And he did heaps yep. every day. And I remember one. I said, well, "He said what he said to me on one particular day. He goes, what are you doing on Saturday, or whatever day it was?'" And I said, oh, "I'm not sure." He goes, "Mate, I'm having a day off." Now he wasn't performing every day; he was doing these other things every day. Yeah, it was amazing. And uh, you know, he'd heard about you know someone doing it tough here, and he'd jump in the car and just drive out there and see them, and you know, it's just amazing. And performing for people in, like I was saying, hospital and things like that. Uh, you know, and these folks do a lot of that. And he was, he, and Adam, like, he spent the whole 10 days in Tamworth doing that. And I think he had two big shows. That was it. Yep. And he didn't even go to the Golden Guitars. There you go. You know, but but he'd been everywhere. And he and he, he's basically what it's about. Yep. You know, and that's um, and that's the sort of bloke he is. So for the people coming to Ulladulla, that's what they're in for. Yeah. A fair dick and good bloke. Oh, look, I'd love to get him away on a trip as well. Yeah. Mate. Oh, mate, but you'd want to make sure you've got plenty of ice boxes, mate. <laughs> That'll oh, be a couple a of big ones out here you can take. Uh, we'll, we'll make it happen one day. Mm. We'll oh, mate, he'll be in it. Yeah. Well, mate, yeah. he didn't hesitate when I asked him about Ulladulla. He didn't hesitate. Oh, no doubt. Yeah. He, um, I said, mate, we're doing this. Do you want to be in it? He said, yep. 
I'm in. And yeah. he said, I'll check what I've got on, and if, I can, if I've got something on, I'll try and change it. Yep. He rang me back two minutes later, he goes, no, mate, I'm sweet. So yeah. that was it. So, yeah, happy days. Well, there you go. All right. Well, um, what else we got coming up? A couple of weeks, we're going to be out at ARB Windsor. Yes, that's right. And uh, we should tell people about that. If you're around, we're going to be at the grand opening at ARB in Windsor on the 14th of March. Yep. And we're going to record the podcast there. That's right. So people can... Maybe come. we should live stream it. Yeah, we could possibly do that. That'd be the game. People can come down and have a look and say good day to us. And yep. uh, look, and, and look, and we're doing it not so much because ARB are paying us anything, because they're not. No. Um, we just thought we'd do it because it's you've got to support... It's a local business. It's a local four-wheel drive business, and it is, you know, and and, and they've been around a while, Macquarie 4x4, yeah, and they, it's now, now be known as ARB Windsor. Good mates of mine, so... And it's a big... They've had a big spend. I've haven't... Look, as you know, I've everything. I'm a Coldies man. Yep. Saying that Coldie works in with these people as well. Um, and we recently did some lockers there on the, on the young blokes' four-wheel drive, and they're good blokes. Oh, champions. So um, we'll, we'll, we'll be, and it's you know it's good for us to be there. Yeah, and and know, they people, do very good work too. He's got a very very high standard. But I've got to tell you now, I'm, I've heard people describe it as the flagship store, yep. and uh, mate, that's it's unbelievable, and it is incredible. I drove past it the other day. Yep. Incredible, it's huge. So it just goes to show how big this four wheel drive industry and caravan and camping industry is getting when you can build a place like that yeah in that in this area where we are exactly right um right. and which is why we're going to support the locals so yeah we'll be there the well, arb opening windsor arb windsor opening rather 14th um, of march make sure you're down march, there pop in and say good day i'm actually going for a bit of a night out the night before that oh dear Oof. could be a bit dusty that's possible I'll, I'll make sure I do my stretches so yeah, I can uh, yeah, carry you through it, mate. We'll just kick off it. I think we'll be kicking off about, I don't know, 10 o'clock or something. <laughs> I'm talking about us, the, the yeah, podcast. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no. so we'll, yeah, so we'll just be there and we'll be sitting around and come up and say good day. We'll back you yeah, on the podcast. Definitely. Absolutely. Yeah, we'll ask a few people what their four-wheel drive habits are and yeah. talk to a couple of locals there. We'll have a talk to um, old mate who, who runs it. Yep. Who's Duncan, who's a mate of yours. Big and D, yep. And uh, we'll have a chat to him as well and... Um, See what he's got in store for people in the area in regards to their four-wheel drive needs. Big uh, setup. It's a oh, huge it'll be, place. It'll be great. I'm looking forward to that. But we've got a couple of setups out here now. We've got we've got obviously we've got Coldy, yep. and we've got Duncan, who's been there forever. Macquarie four by four. There's another bloke down the road from Coldy, um, called Hawkesbury four by four or Hawkesbury something like Hawkesbury off road or something. Um, there's another one around the back street in Mulgrave. Yep. Um, mate, it's alive and kicking just in this district. It's yeah. amazing. And the thing with it is they all work in together. Well, you got to these days, don't you? Mm, it's amazing how they all work in together and there's no dramas or there's no arguments or there's no trying to steal each other's customers or business. Yeah. They actually help each other. Coldy will, Coldy will send work to... To Duncan know, to, and vice yeah, versa. Yeah, and, yep. uh, you know, and Coldy does a lot of other things other than just the four-wheel drive side of it. I mean, Coldy would have to fit God knows how many aluminium trays on utes a week. Yeah. yeah, he does things that ARB don't do, and ARB do things that Coldy doesn't do. So they work in together, and uh, but, I mean, Coldy's business to begin with was tow bars. Yeah, you know, and and he just sort of grew from there, and uh, but you know, he got himself into that four wheel drive arm of the business quite a few years ago. Has a good showroom. His showrooms a great. Um, well, look, I, I think, and, and and so it's good that these blokes can all you know get out here and and do their different things, but still work together. I'd love to hear from the folks at home who are listening. 
tell us tell us about your local four-wheel drive shop. Yeah. Know, we've just told you about ours. Well, we've got about a few yours. of them. Yeah, tell us about yours. What's your local like? You know, what do they do? What 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 brand are they they carrying? Mm. What's the service like? Mm. You know, if there's someone great out there, give us a shout. Tell us about it, and we'll tell everyone else. Mm. You notice I got me jet ski out there on battery charge. Yeah, I did notice that, mate. Yeah. I also noticed it's looking very very dusty. Yeah, well, we've done a bit of work around here, which is why there's a bit of dust on it. Um, but it's parked under there and just charging. I went and renewed my jet ski license, <laughs> mate. I didn't miss you. I've got to tell you, I'm, I mean, look, for me, I mean, a jet ski license is an add-on to your boat license, okay? So it's like having a car license, you get a truck license. Yep. It's one hundred and ninety dollars a year. How many crickets? It, What's a car license? I've got no idea, but then I don't know. I, re- I do my car license for five years, so I don't know. But anyway, it still wouldn't cost one hundred and ninety bucks. And mine's a truck license, like a heavy, so, but but one hundred and ninety a year. And the thing with it is this: the jet ski itself, the Rego, it's about I don't know three or four hundred bucks. Wow, it's, it's big money. Yeah, yet they've got restrictions on where you can ride them. I mean, fairly. I mean, I mean, you're paying the big coin. Are you, are you about to get up on a soapbox? No, I'm not. But I'm telling you what, we should start a campaign to put them back on Sydney Harbour, I reckon. I'm a big fan of that. Yeah? Yeah, I just think that's uh, ludicrous that they're not allowed on there. There you go. It's just my thoughts. I just thought of that while I looked out the window at the jet ski. Sorry. <laughs> but that's just what I... Well, I, don't, um, I don't have any strong thoughts on that either way. I just think if you're paying... But bigger, that's big bucks, isn't if it? If you're paying, if you're paying 190 for a license and, big, and bigger money, to, it's more money to register a jet ski than it is to register a runabout boat. Yep, you're not allowed to go places where the runabout boat can go. I just think that's wrong. Yeah. Now look, you're probably right. I know I'm right. Don't worry about that. All right. Well, we've discussed a fair bit here. We it's have. We've, we've rambled on a fair bit. Yeah. Well, um, we actually sat down just so you know, preparations, everything. We said, what are we going to talk about today? And we had no idea. Yep. And yet here we are. Here we are. <coughs> Managed to uh, talk a whole bunch of rubbish there. so We certainly did anyway. So don't forget, we will uh, probably wrap things up here. If you want to be a part of the podcast, you can certainly do that. You can send an email to, uh, just go to bluecollarmedia.com.au, bluecollarmedia, all one word, .com.au, and send, hit the contact button, send us an email. And like you say, any suggestions for the podcast, Rico, we'll cop them. Yeah, absolutely. Love to hear it. Yeah, Love so uh, any it. ideas, any little trips you might think that we might want to do or any yeah. trips you want to think Rico should do with his new tag-along business, just quickly, if people want to jump onto that trip, you've got till the 16th of this month. Yeah, that's right. Jump onto rico.com.au and just follow the links there, the tag-along page. Yeah. And yeah, you'll find all the info. You'll find a detailed itinerary of the first couple of trips. Yep, uh, and then a bit of a list under that of the, the other trips coming up later in the year, and you can register your interest there just by clicking the button. Okay, so if you want to go on that first one, you need to do that by the yep. 16th of March. So go to rico.com.au to do that. And like we say, if you want to keep, stay tuned too, because we'll have a bit of an announcement somewhere, and we'll probably do it on the radio of a trip we're working on, and if it comes off, it'll be an absolute ripper. And uh, we're almost there. We've just got a couple of hurdles to jump, and once we jump those... Uh, we'll announce a big trip we're doing that you can follow us on and we'll, um, we'll, we're, we're planning on trying to take the road. Well, we've been asked to take the radio show on the road. Yeah, look, I'm very jealous already. very, very, very big and uh, we'll be away for about five or six weeks and it's last minute too, it's came into me and yep. so we're working on that and uh, so if we can get all the stars to align, 
Uh, mate, it'll happen. So I think we're 90% there. So we'll, I might have to line up my tag along so they sort of just uh, yeah, well, follow you along. We region, can continue so. to do the podcast. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so anyway, uh, we'll keep you posted on all of that and then try and bring all that to you. Um, and don't forget, if you are around um, the Hawkesbury area in March, and in particular March um, 14, we will be at ARB Windsor. So pop in, say good day to us there, and we'll be recording the podcast there. So you can see us how see how easy it is. Yeah, for two imbeciles just to sit there, <laughs> talk shit for a, how long we've been going. We've oh, been on for a while. I think this is one of our best. Anyway, so um, but as well, we, we get sidetracked, mate. Yeah, it's easy the to way do. It is. It's easy to do. Okay, a couple of things before we go. Don't forget, support us, help us, help Beyond Blue. Beyond the Bitumen Car Rally 2020, we are entering a team. Staying Alive 25 is our team. You can just Google, simply Google um, Beyond the Bitumen 2020 or you can go to my Facebook page, that's The Duck, at The Duck Adventures. So if you look on Facebook, just type in that, The Duck, at The Duck Adventures. Scroll down a few posts and we'll keep posting it and we'll show you how you can get involved in that rally. And uh, like we say, people have donated as little as $5.00. We've had people donate $1,000. So, I mean, it depends on... Every bit helps. Absolutely. And this is not money for us. 100% of the proceeds go to Beyond Blue. Yep. Not 99%, 100%. And we've put some money in behind that, obviously, because we have entered the team. And uh, and it's a, it's the one cause we get behind each year. And it's a good one, Beyond Blue. There are a lot of people out there, especially at the moment, um, who really do rely on the services of Beyond Blue. So... If you can help us help Beyond Blue, we'd be absolutely stoked. So just go Beyond the Bitumen 2020 onto Google. You'll find the page there. Look for Staying Alive 25. That is our team, and you'll see the details of all of that there. Or you can simply go on the Duck Facebook page, scroll down some posts, and you'll find the link there as well. So, uh, And just before we do go, um, you've got Rico's uh, trip till the 16th to book that. If you want to come to Ulladulla with us on March 20 to 22, that is still a couple of spots there. We've had a couple drop out for work reasons. and uh, But we've got people flying down from Brisbane for that. Yeah. We've actually got people driving down from Queensland with a caravan. That's great. So it's enormous. So um, anyway, so basically if you want to get there and be involved with all that, what we say, Adam Harvey, as well as a big medieval feast. You've had a medieval feast before? Yeah, I have. I don't know if I have. I think it's big. Oh, mate. Magnificent. But I'm not talking it up. And we will also do a live version, a special edition of the camping and off-road radio show at the, on the Saturday there at Ulladulla. And we'll be broadcasting the bushfire relief edition of the uh, camping and off-road radio show there. So people can uh, the people there, if you want to see how that works, it'll all be happening there on the Saturday. It's going to be a big weekend. Can't wait for it. Yeah, it's coming it's around quick too. Yep. Really quick. Yeah, I'm the same with my trip. I'm starting to freak out a bit now. Uh, well, mate, tell me about it. I mean, I've got... The Ulladulla thing, then Easter, then we're off to Nambour for the Nambour four-wheel drive expo up there. Yep. Then we could have our huge trip. Then we come back. Then we go to Toowoomba. We go to Rocky. We go to the Gold Coast. Kalgoorlie. <laughs> yeah, we're nice. Off to a, we're off to a camping show, a caravan expo in Kalgoorlie. Oh, at least you'll have somewhere to stay with the old mate, Roger. I will be. Roger, I'm on your heading your way. We we have locked we locked in Kalgoorlie last week, so as it gets closer, we'll give you dates for that. Then we've got Sydney, Adelaide, Perth, Beautiful. and then it's Christmas. Yeah, <laughs> the year's done. So there you go. We just started March. It is incredible how quick it fills up. So um, and basically, uh, I tried to keep a bit of 
room in the middle for a bit of a break, but I'm um, not sure that's going to happen now. And there is every chance that on this big trip that we may even stop off on the way back at the Big Red Bash. So we'll just see if we can marry all that up. So uh, <laughs> there you go. Just to Beautiful. Sort of, you know, just to sort of rub more salt into our own wounds because we'll be pretty knocked up by then. All right, mate. Well, that's this week's podcast done and dusted, eh? All right, mate. Let's do it again next week. All right, mate. Well, we'll, uh, we'll do that. We'll, uh, for those of you who have tuned in, thanks very much. We certainly do appreciate you tuning into the podcast. It's good that we could do two in a row. <laughs> Look at us go. Yeah, no, we're going all right. And uh, we've got a plan in place. We'll keep them coming. Keep the emails coming as well. Bluecollarmedia.com.au. Hit contact and let us know what you think of the podcast. All suggestions are welcomed. And uh, we look forward to the feedback there. Rico, see you next week, mate. See you, champ. That's it. That is us. Don't forget, if you see us out in the road somewhere or even off the road, make sure you come up and say good day.